Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello and welcome to this episode. I have my friend Desi Crowley here with me and I am so excited to bring all the goodness she is going to bring to you guys tonight. She's got great tips on how to grow your email list. And I know that that's all what we are looking to do. So this is going to be a really powerful presentation and You know, it really is helpful, not just for us to go back and see, but to the people that are watching, especially the ones on the replay, we all learn from each other. And when you have an aha or a takeaway, it might resonate completely different with some, you know, when, when they see you type it in the comments. So as you get takeaways, pop them in, as you get questions, pop them in and uh, let's go ahead and get started. Desi, I am so happy to have you here. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So Yeah. yeah. So tell us about you and and what you do and how you got here and how you help people. So where to begin? Um, Yeah, that's like my life story. (laughs) So my name is Desi Crowley or Desiree is my full name. You can call me Desi though. And yeah, I'm a certified transformational coach and I'm an online strategist for women, typically service-based entrepreneurs and uh, business owners who are really ready to uh, have massive exposure and get themselves out there in a really big way that doesn't require unnecessary grinding and hustling and burnout. Um, and I specifically have have seemed to attract a lot of introverts into my world, mostly because I did, when I started my business, my main focus was really that visibility, like getting out there. And with that, so part of, I guess, my I'll give you my short little summary of my my story, my journey as an entrepreneur. But I started and I was really just, okay, I got to put myself out there. I got to go live every day. I got to go post it on these groups. I got to just go, go, go and just be everywhere. And that's what I was told. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. And I did pretty good with that. And that's what I started helping uh, women do who were really scared of like doing live videos, for example, or putting themselves out there. But what I found really quickly is that I wasn't respecting that need for, um, I guess to, uh, to recharge. And I'm very much, I call myself an outgoing introvert because I can be like around people. I can talk to people. I can make friends. I'm not shy, but I have a major need, a major introvert need to recharge alone and just to be with myself and, and not be on all the time. And so once I realized, okay, this way of doing business leads to burnout. I really started shifting to uh, actually what we're going to talk about today, which is email list building and, and marketing through your email list and, uh, and not having a love live video. I love, I still love, love going live, but that whole, like doing it almost daily just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't working. It was really burning me out and just like trying to be everywhere all the time. And so I had to create systems and processes that would allow me to run a a six-figure business in a much more aligned way that feels good because 
I started to hate my business and, and really just wanted to quit after a while. And I almost killed it. So that's a little bit of my story, a little bit of why we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about today, because it's been something that once I realized, okay, you know what, I can sit down, write some emails out and pre-schedule them. And then I'm done for that week or whatever. Right. And also knowing like there is so much money to be picked up from email lists, Mm -hmm. just saying, like when you know what you're doing with your email list, there's so much money there. And I think a lot of business owners just don't know. They just don't know how to collect that cash. So Right. Well, I think a lot of business owners are also in the predicament that you mentioned earlier, where it's like the push. Yeah. And it's so exhausting. And there's, I guess, a lot to be said that initially there is a little bit more legwork. I mean, you're growing something, you know, you're, you're building something. So there is a lot more time on task that initially I think you're going to have to pour into it, but that's not the reality moving forward. Like that isn't how you want to design your business to be all the time. Exactly. It's not sustainable. So you have to think about like, what is sustainable in the long term. I think of my business as a baby and I think, gosh, if I, and I've never had my own personal baby, I've had a puppy, but if I knew that that was going to be the way it would be the entire life of that thing, I wouldn't want to do it. Right. (laughs) And like, I think our business is the same way. There's a lot more initially, but then you get to a point where you've got to, you've got to have systems to support you so that you're not always on like that. Cause it is exhausting. Absolutely. Yep. And that's exactly what I found. And that's, and you do, like you said, I definitely agree with that notion of there's that ramp up period. You know, when you're first starting out, there's a lot of things you have to put in place, but I I do think if you have the right things that you're building out that will support you long-term, then it really does get easier as you go along. Right. I love it. So for those people who don't know, can you just share why an email list is important besides the fact that, you know, they can email and let people know what's going on. I know there's a lot of other reasons why having an email list is important um, and starting to build it sooner than later is really valuable. Yeah. Well, I think the number one reason is, and if you've ever been in any type of Instagram or Facebook jail or anything like that, you will know. There's nothing that replaces having your own list of contacts that you can always contact and market to. Like yep. nothing replaces that. And I actually recently got put in Instagram jail. <laughs> I'm like, Instagram is cracking down, you guys. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, there's just a lot of changes, constant changes with social media, Facebook, Instagram. And I think a lot of people have shifted. There's this like migration or not necessarily migration because here we are on Facebook, but a lot of people are starting to use Instagram that maybe weren't using it before. And so especially with Instagram, I'm finding that there's just tons of restrictions happening. They're cracking down on those third third party apps, like all sorts of things. And in one, on one hand, that's great. But on the other hand, if you even do something minutely wrong, like you are putting Instagram jail. So that's what happened to me. And I was like, okay, I can't post. I can't, I literally couldn't do anything, not even comment, like nothing. And I was so glad that I have my list of contacts that I'm like, okay, even if, even if everything else shut down, even if my Instagram account shut down, luckily it didn't. If my Facebook group got shut down, like I would have those people on my email list that I can still contact and they're there. And like my business wouldn't be solely dependent on social media. Right. Cause then you own it. Right. I mean, that's the big thing is like you own the names that you're communicating with because 
like what we've always heard, if Instagram goes away or if you get put in Instagram jail, you can't talk to those people. You can't reach out to those people that you were communicating with and in conversation with. Yeah. And not to mention so much of the algorithms. There's a little bit of that too with email marketing, you know, like there is a little bit of that, but definitely not like the Instagram and Facebook algorithms where you just, you know, that not everyone who follows you is even going to see your stuff. In fact, it's going to be a very, very tiny percentage people that see it. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, like they don't look at that in the same way as like, oh, I have this many followers. Yeah. Most of them aren't seeing your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like even I have over, you know, 10,000 followers, but that's nice. It looks nice. It gives me that swipe up feature, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that a lot of the people that are there are not even, they're not even coming across my stuff. So then it's like, you're constantly thinking, well, what can I do to get more engagement, all that stuff, which is great. But like I said, I just know that I can always email my list. It's always there. Yeah, exactly. So what, um, tell us some things about you. Like you obviously found your way to this path and really liked it and got so good at it that now you teach others. What are some things that you learned early on that made you want to go to, I mean, just like what we just talked about, I get, you know, is why emails are important, but what have you learned about email lists and building? I think what got me hooked. And one of the first things that I was like, Oh, okay. This is a real thing. When I first started my business, I had, I kind of knew the importance of it from the beginning, but I just, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, I'm just doing it. Cause I'm supposed to do it. Cause someone said I should do it. So fine, I'll do it. So I had built up a list of about five or 600 people, but I had no idea what to do with those people. They were just there. And I was still like, I was posting everywhere. I was going live. I was doing all the things. And so that was helping me to build my list because I was directing that traffic to my list for the most part, not always, but I think finally it was when I learned that there were some hot leads there that like, I learned some certain types of emails that you can start sending to pull the hottest leads out. Once I discovered that I can do this and I can, uh, I can really kind of see what's there in my, in those five, 500 people on an email list is really not very big. That's not, that's definitely on the smaller side. But what I have found is that even with a really small list, you can, you can make a lot of money. And that was honestly the the way that I had my first uh, five figure month was through my email list, through the contacts on my email list. It was just sending out some short emails that allowed me to see who was really ready. Mm -hmm. And then I got them on the phone and then I literally, I booked my first three or four clients. So I actually, I went from like, no clients (laughs) from nothing. I was really struggling. I felt like, okay, people are watching. They're like myself, but no one's buying, no one's actually biting. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really getting a ton of people on calls either. So it's just a struggle overall. But then I went from that, from nothing to literally, it was a quantum leap. It really was a quantum leap. I'm not saying that this is going to happen for everyone, but it really was just, and I always say like, people are always just really, really small shifts and small centimeters away from their next quantum leap. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just pulling out my hot leads, talking to them on the phone. And I pulled out, I think it was four, no, it was four clients. I had my package was around 3000. So I had, you know, $12,000 a month. It was like in two weeks, like it happened so fast, you guys. And so that's why I was like, okay, okay. People need to know about this. People need to learn how to use their email list properly. And that's where it began. 
Wow, that's awesome. So do you consider yourself a writer? Mm, I like this question. No, I don't. Ooh, I love the answer. Okay, <laughs> tell me more. So I feel like that's my big hang up is like, okay, I have my list. I know I need to write my emails. And I do. And I have another question about that later about number of emails. But I don't consider myself a writer without a lot of chocolate and a lot of hours. And what I mean by that is if I sit down to write an email, it's like I need a candy bar and a lot of time. I'm so glad you're asking this because I think that prob- that's like probably one of the biggest misconceptions is that, oh, I have to be good at writing. I have to like writing. The truth is, is that I, I love video more than any other type of content. Mm-hmm. So I still love video. And that's the thing, like, let's say you are, you're doing video and you prefer video. There are ways to get around this to work it with your email list. So let me answer your original question. So I'm not a writer, but I do believe that creating powerful content in all the forms is a skill that should constantly be getting worked on. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. And so, um, and that is something that I've have worked on for, you know, the last, for all the years that I have been in business is I've always just known, like the better I can get at all the types written content. Mm-hmm. video and audio, I feel like kind of go together unless you really have that resistance to video, then it's like working on that. Right. But if you can speak on, on a video, typically you can do an audio pretty easily too. But with written content, I just, yeah, I've had the biggest resistance. And honestly, I still do sometimes some of the things that have helped me. So number one is I do have like a framework for written content that I had to I started looking at my posts that started converting really well mm-hmm. and seeing what it was, you know, kind of taking all the things I've learned from marketing and all that stuff. Like I started really started noticing. And so I created a frame framework around that. And actually I can, I, and that's a freebie I can give you guys. I'll share with yeah. that later, but it's just like, I call it my irresistible content framework because it's irresistible content <laughs> that converts. <laughs> Well, that's what we want, right? We want content that's going to move the needle. So I created this framework that I use, I give to my clients. It's really, really awesome for those of you who just feel like I just, I don't know. I don't know how to write. So it's like, but basically it's like starting with that problem or hook, like the, a one very specific problem that your audience is dealing with. Then I call it the, the past system. So it's a problem, agitate, story, solve. So you agitate the problem because we want people to understand why they need to take action. If your content's really fluffy, it's really nice, it's it makes people feel good, but it doesn't inspire them to take action, that's a problem because we your people need to take action. Your people need to buy whatever you're offering, you know, like it could be in a lot of, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you need to allow them to see why that agitating part does that. Then the story, I really believe some kind of connection, number one, to what either you have experienced, why you're the expert. That's like where you really position yourself. Like, why are you the expert to help them? Either your personal story or maybe a client story. Hey, I know exactly what you're feeling because my client Susie went through this and and she did this. And then, you know, just kind of telling that short story of either you or your client, whatever the the case may be, and then the solution. So what is it that you need to do to solve this problem? And then of course you need a call to action, right? So it's, it kind of follows that system. But once I just started using that and just started thinking, okay, what's one, what's one thing that my community keeps talking about that they're struggling with. So, and I'm always looking out for that. So like either 
whether it's through my discovery call forms, because I have them fill out the form, like I'll start looking through there. Or I just, if you have a pulse on your community, you can ask them questions, you can pull them, you can start to, that's where the market research really does come in is understanding what it is that they're thinking and feeling and how they're expressing their problem. And from there, starting your content. And that really goes for any type of content, but especially the written content, it's just like, okay, what's the, the thing, the thing they're struggling with. And then from there, I feel like the juices start flowing. Once you start writing, things start coming to mind. But I think the biggest struggle people have is like staring at a blank screen. Okay, where do I even start? You have like the hook, like let's say your client's like, you know, I am just so, I'm tired of feeling tired. And I have a lot of health experts here. I'm tired of feeling tired. I have low energy. I'm dragging myself out of bed every morning. Write a post on that. Are you dragging yourself out of bed every morning? Use their words. Yes, exactly. Use their words. Exactly. And that's going to call their attention. That's going to immediately position you as an expert. It's going to immediately call their attention. And that's what also gets people to consume your content, right? It doesn't have to be long. And that's another thing with written content that I had a lot of resistance and pressure around. I have to write the super long post, right? Honestly, the more concise and the shorter you can make it, the better, because most people are not wanting to read your novel. They just want like, yeah. So if you can just say, you know what, I'm just, this is going to be really short. And then if you want to add some more stuff, great, but like take that pressure off yourself. And this little trick, I also learned from even just my own fitness journey. Like if I don't feel like going to the gym, I just tell myself, okay, I'll just walk for 10 minutes. I'll Mm -hmm. just walk on the tread. And if I feel like going home after that, I'll come home. Mm -hmm. What happens once you're in motion? you're going to stay there. You're at the gym. You'll want to do more. And it's the same, like it really is the same thing with writing content. It's like just getting there. It's getting to the gym, so to speak, and getting moving. Once you get moving, your juices start flowing, then the words start coming. So that's a long way to say that's how you get over the resistance around writing. I love it. Well, it's funny because I had, um, I was writing a sequence the other day and I typically it's just, it's such a block for me. And I realized there were only four emails in it. And I was like, you know what? And I wasn't even writing the whole thing from scratch. I was just fine tuning some things. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to sit down and just write one of the four. And it's kind of like what you said, like, I'm just going to go to the gym and walk for 10 minutes. Yep. And I yeah. found that when I broke it up like that, it was like, and then I went and took a break and then I came back and I did the second email and then I went and took a break, you know, and it was like, oh, I just broke it down into chunks and it was a lot easier. But yeah, I, I appreciate how you shared that too. With like, it doesn't have to be long. Yeah, it doesn't. That it, profound. You don't need to write a long novel email. Keep it short, and it'll probably get a better open rate and read rate. You know. Exactly. And honestly, that's I just tell myself that it's like just a short little thing. More often than not, I want to keep writing and I have more to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can always save that for another post, you know. And then, and if you can just even write out like. Once you have one written down, you could probably do two or three. If you're in that mood, typically it's easier to continue doing it. That's what I'm saying. It's like the gym. Once you're at the gym, you're like, okay, I'm moving. Okay, I now I want to do the abs machine. I want to do this. You know. But the other thing I've done a lot too is take my video content, especially if it's like a short video, go get it transcribed. If you're really like, okay, I I just need something, get your videos transcribed, and then just either pull parts of that that made my life a lot easier. And it allowed me to write lots of blog posts, lots of like different types of content. It's a game changer. So that's another trick you can do. 
Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. Totally. That was my big game changer was how can I make this more fun? I have to write emails. I know I do because just like to your point, I think we all should get really good at sharing content in all the different forms and maybe not really good. You don't have to be the best at all the different things, but you need to reach all the people. Some people like reading emails. Some people like watching live videos. Some people like listening to podcasts and you don't want to start your business that way where you need to be everywhere, but you're growing into all these different areas of showing up and providing content. And I knew email was writing was going to be one of the things that I had to do with, with my list. And I was like, what can I do to make this more fun? I don't like writing. I love talking. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, what if I just, and it started out a couple of years ago with my first VA where I would just send her voice memos and say, here's the topic and here's what I have to say about it. And she would put it into an email. And then I got really creative. I was like, wait, I'm already going live a couple of times a week in my Facebook group. Why not take that and transcribe that? Yes. So like you said, it was a game changer. Cause I'm like, I'm already doing the work. Yeah. Why not just repurpose it? 1000%. And also if you're going live, send your list, the link, like, here's, here's where I'm going live. Come, yep. I'm going to talk about this. I, you know, give them a little, cause people aren't going to go watch a video if they don't know, like, Oh, this is, I need to watch this. Right. right. So definitely you, you still want to use, this is where I, I still use my framework. It's like, what's the hook agitate that problem. I'm going to give you the solution in this video. Come watch it. And that works really well too, but definitely yes, go and get your transcriptions, get your written content out too. And just, you know, like I said, I I think it is good to just like sit down and just kind of write out a post because it's just going to be a way that you will have to communicate with your, with your audience at some point. And so You don't have to be the best, like you said, but knowing what your people want more than they can even articulate it, that is money. Literally, it's money. (laughs) And it's part of the service. Selling is service. And I say that all the time. And it is money because ultimately you're serving your people. When you find ways to grab their attention, you're helping them. And so for the people that are readers, write some posts, write some email newsletters for the people who like to watch live video, make sure that you've got a little bit going on in each of those spaces so that you're really serving everybody. Yes, absolutely. I love that. You know, giving them the opportunity to get their eyes on your content because it's going to help them in some way. Yeah. We do have a question. She said, I don't know if you've talked about this yet, but something that helps me a lot is knowing when my creative time is most active. Ooh, this is good. Mm -hmm. So I know when I need to sit down and do it. I know that I won't be great at writing content at 7 p.m. and I need to do it in the a.m. Is that something that you've worked around? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, there's always so many things that I, I don't think of until someone says it, but I have found that like sometimes I think, oh, I'll write up that post at like 10 p.m. right before bedtime. 
No, <laughs> like to, for most people. Now I'm not saying for everyone, because if you're a night owl and that is your creative time and you know that about yourself, do it, do it at whatever time works for you. For me, it's typically, so I do my morning routine. I typically do meditating. Sometimes I do journaling. Yeah. Typically right after that, or after a workout, when I'm, my creative juices are flowing, like everything's moving. That's typically when I'll sit down and I'll say, okay, I have this idea. Or if like literally the inspiration, whenever the inspiration hits, if I can sit down, whenever I have that idea and just crank it out, I'll do it right then because I'm excited about it. And that also with content, like your energy behind it is everything. And so, or I'll write, write down this idea came up. I'll write about this later, but yeah, I think there's something to be said about that. Like find what works for you. If you have a creative time, cause that's consistent by all means, block it out and find a way to capture what that creativity is. That's coming out of you. Cause for me, one of my creative times is walking my dog and I don't necessarily have pencil and paper. I'm not sitting down and writing speaking of dogs. Um, (laughs) So I just, again, I started leaving voice memos for myself and just kind of whatever ideas were coming up as I was walking, I'd write it down or I'd write, I just talk the whole post into my phone and then use that content. So that's so good. That's so good. I think, yeah, it's just making the commitment to it, whatever it is that works for you and trying different things out until you find like, this is what I like. And that also can change. Sometimes I really do just have something that I have in mind that I'm going to just type out or I'm going to go live or right. whatever it is. Right. Well, and I think also just not putting the, like you said earlier, it doesn't need to be a perfect, beautiful novel. Just be you. Just be you. I think that's the biggest thing is people want to hear from you. It's just so much more authentic. And when we're talking sales to me, it's like, you're always selling yourself. You're selling your energy. Oh yeah. When it comes to being a personal brand, which I I would say that's everyone here or most people here, Mm -hmm. you're selling you and your energy. And that's why you are your most important asset. So work on you always. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So growing the list, I, I mean, obviously we can have a list, right? But maybe it only has 10 people on it. And even when it has to, like I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, if you have one person on that list, you write to them, you communicate with them. Because the thing I always say is if you're not doing it with one person, you're not going to do it with a hundred people. Yeah. You're building the habits now, right? You're creating your structure of who you are in your business and how you show up. And if you're not showing up, same thing with Facebook groups, I'll have clients say, well, I only have five people in my group. If you're not showing up for the five, you're not showing up for 500. Right. Right. So writing emails. Great. Cool. How do we grow the list so that ultimately those emails are going to more people so that we're actually getting traction with what we're doing? So I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like there's like, I'll speak to more of like the mindset aspect of this, which is if you want to grow, whether it's your email list, your Instagram, whatever it is, if you want to grow, start acting like there's 10,000 people in there. Mm -hmm. Start like really start embodying that, start feeling that feeling of, oh, there's an audience here. Some people just crack me up when they're like, oh, I only have 200 followers. I only have 200 200 people on my emails. 200 people could fill an entire like auditorium. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it. That could make your whole year in business. If all 200 of those people bought from you, done. Right. And not saying that that's going to happen, but if you start showing up, as if everyone there is watching you, everyone there is waiting to hear from you. Because I find that one of the biggest blocks around this whole, like this whole piece is people having this belief that no one's really listening. 
no one really cares. Like there's only, there's only X, Y, Z amount of people in there. No one's responding to my stuff or I emailed them twice and they didn't do anything. They didn't buy. So I'm done now. <laughs> you right. know, it's just like, I give up. it's like, well, would you go to the gym twice and then not see your results and quit? Right. No. Right. right. You, don't do, you don't do that. Like you have to go. And I use these fitness analogies because for one, it's, some that I've really always resonated with. And that kind of makes sense in my head. So I am, I'm big into fitness and, and health and all that stuff, but especially for you guys in the health world, you would never, a client comes to you. He's like, well, yeah, I worked out twice and it didn't do anything. Right. No, you would never do that. And when it comes to marketing, people not only need to hear from you, probably not like people say seven times, it's more like 20 times. Yep. Honestly, before they buy from you, they're probably on average going to need to have seen something from you or seen whatever, and probably the same topic like 20 times. Yep. So if you really just get your head around that and just commit to showing up as if everyone was watching and everyone was waiting for your content because they look forward to it, they enjoy your content. And I guarantee for probably the majority of people here, they probably at least had one person at some point, at least one that I said, Oh my gosh, this is really good. Or I really appreciate this. So focus on that, focus on those people and forget about if you're not, you know, if, if no one's responding or it doesn't seem like anyone cares and with email marketing, especially, I feel like there can be a little bit of that. Like, so did anyone, did they like that? Did they like, was that good? A good email was, and you can, you know, you can go off like the click through rates and the open rates and stuff like that. But really for growing. So for, I had, I have to just say that piece about the mindset is just show up and start emailing your list as if there were 10,000 people on there, Mm -hmm. because once you start getting into that energetic level, they will start coming. So then after that, as far as strategy and all that, like there's so many ways to grow an email list. And it really comes down to the most fundamental pieces are going to be, do you have a powerful lead magnet? Mm -hmm. Do you have something that is really just so good that people would honestly pay for it? That's number one. And it needs to be specific. It needs to solve a specific problem. And, but at the same time, be a small bite. So you don't want this big, like general, you know, like it's just a small bite, something that really solves that problem. Okay. And then from there, you're, you're going to attract the right people. So you think about like, what do my people need? Who is the type of client I'm trying to call in? What is one piece that I could give them that is really going to help them? Okay, here we go. Here's, here's the seed magnet. Once you create that, you'll want to have what's called the lead magnet funnel, which is really a simple, simple two page funnel where you have your landing page and a thank you page is typically what you, what you would have, or you could have a tripwire. We won't get into that. That's a little yeah. more advanced, <laughs> but, and I could talk all day about it, but it's like, it's a lot. So the landing page, you want to make sure it converts at at least 20% or higher. Mm-hmm. My landing pages convert 50% or higher because I love coming up with frameworks that, for things that work. You know, if something works, why reinvent the wheel? Right. So I just have like this very simple framework for landing pages it converts really well. That's a free template that I'll offer to you guys as well. Um, it's one of my lead magnets because it's it's just something that I feel like everyone needs to have. Yeah. So from there, you have the landing page that converts. And if you have a Facebook group, you can lead them into your Facebook group on the thank you page. Or if you have Instagram, whatever it is, it's kind of like shooting two birds with one stone, right? So 
From there, once you have those fundamental pieces and you know it's something people are, are opting into, you know people want it, you have a good conversion rate, you just have to get it out. Getting traffic to that lead funnel. Getting whether it's paid traffic, organic traffic, you just need to run traffic to it. <laughs> and then that's how you start growing your email list. And then you want to have, you know, the best case scenario is you have a really great sequence, follow-up sequence that then invites them to ask about working with you, booking a call with you, all of that. Like that's the best case scenario because that's ultimately why you are getting people into your email list is to working with you. So provide value so that you nurture them so that they want to work with you. Exactly. So, but yeah, there's so much that I can go into, you know, but some of like the most just obvious ways, whatever links you have, wherever you can put a link, put Mm -hmm. that in there, your Facebook profile, your Facebook page, your Instagram, like anywhere, just put that and promote it. And then like in your content, when you write posts, when you go live, talk about it and let people know, here's this free resource. Here's this free thing here. You can grab it here. Here's the link. Like just if you're constantly talking about it, your list is going to start to grow. And then one of my other ways, of course, I know we talked about this. I eat just simple paid ads. Don't try this at home without expert help. <laughs> I will say that. But if you just create some really simple, simple ads that will just kind of constantly run traffic to that and they're very targeted, then that can also work really well. Yeah. I think that's really valuable too, to, to know, like you said something earlier that I want to go back to, and you mentioned client research and you said, sometimes when I'm stuck and I'm trying to come up with content, I'll go through some of my discovery call questions that people answered, or I'll go back and look at a conversation that I had with somebody. And there's so much value there in understanding what our clients' words are and what they're saying. Even like when you're creating your lead magnet, your freebie, are you using your clients' word? Did you go back and look at what they're struggling with and address that in your lead magnet and you know your live videos and your emails and everything else that you're doing? Like, are you talking about what they are talking about? Because that's going to make them want more. And then whether you do organic traffic, paid traffic, it needs to be from a place of what is your client thinking? What is your client saying? Because it doesn't matter how much money you have to run Facebook ads or how many conversations you have with people. If you're not talking about something that they want, they're not going to be listening. They're not going to be looking, right? Yes. 1000%. It's nothing works. If your messaging is not on point. I know we've talked about paid traffic and all that stuff. And like, that's not a magic pill. If you have your messaging down and you have a great lead magnet and that's converting well organically, then you start running some really targeted traffic to it. Yeah, it could really blow it out of the water. I mean, I've grown my email list pretty quickly that way, but it was after I knew like this is something that it's converting like crazy. People really, really want this and they would pay me money for this. Right. Well, and that's how you know what's worthwhile investing in ads for is once you have something that's converting very well, it's like, oh, let me run an ad for this. I already know it's working from an organic level. Yeah. So you know it's a proven concept. You know that it's going to work at that level. Your money is better spent in that way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said it's not a magic pill because like you said, we have a group of health and wellness people here. That's my ideal client. That's my community. That's who I serve. And a lot of times in business, I think they lose sight of what's so true for them in their own coaching program, which is their clients come to them. And just like you said, 
are you going to go to the gym twice and give up because you didn't see results? No, going to the gym isn't a magic pill. Going to the gym once or twice, a workout isn't a magic pill. A diet isn't a magic pill. Nothing's going to be your magic pill. You have to put in the work. You have to dedicate yourself. And my clients understand that so often in their own coaching, but then they forget. It's like, we, we all want that easy answer, especially when we have like the pain that has been agitated. Like you said earlier, when I have that pain point and it's been agitated and I don't want to stay there anymore, I want out of there as fast as possible. So what is the magic pill? And then we're going to look everywhere for the magic pill. When really, if we just stay focused and dedicate ourselves to what we decided on to begin with, you don't need the magic pill. Just stay the course, keep showing up, stay consistent with what you're doing whether it's going to the gym, building an email list, building a business, stay consistent and commit to it and stay focused. Yeah. And I think with like, I love these health analogies we're using with health, you know, as a health expert, you know, you have clients, you know, that they're not going to really see tangible results probably until like four weeks of consistent effort and showing up, going to the gym, eating right. Typically it takes at least four weeks, right? That's just the way the human body is. What I like with business and money is that it can show up a lot faster than that. It can, like, there's that possibility that, yeah, you do write one post that just knocks it out of the park and boom, you've got people like going crazy over it and like wanting to throw their credit card at you. That can happen. And that has happened. But in general, it's kind of having that same mindset of just, I'm going to take myself to the marketing gym, (laughs) you know, every day and get my workout in and put my deposits in whatever you want to call them, but like, just go and then release the expectations. I think it's just an expectation. Like, Oh, well I did this post and nobody responded. I wrote out this email and nobody did anything. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And sometimes I just, I find God, the universe, whatever you want to call it works in, in some interesting ways. Like sometimes it's like, you know, I sent out this email. It was a little scary. And maybe no one responded to that specific email, but because I did that, like someone randomly messaged me on Facebook and was like, Hey, I want to work with you. Right. I, I see little synchronicities like that all the time. I'm just like, Hmm, I think the trick is really to do, especially those things that are uncomfortable and that are scary, but you know, that's the thing, like that's the fear to conquer. Right. And just go do it. And so that goes, I, I think that goes with anything, business, health or anything. But I think a lot of times, even with email list building, I've had clients that are like, am I going to be bugging people with my freebie? Mm-hmm. It's free, you know? And in my head, I'm like, why would you think you're bugging them? It's like, right. Well, I don't know. I just feel spammy. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, you said earlier, selling a service. And this is a free thing. You're not even selling anything. They don't want it and they feel spammed or they feel offended because you sent them one too many emails. They can just unsubscribe or delete the email. I don't know. To me, it's like, and we all do it. We all think, oh my God, am I going to annoy this person? Am I going to, but it's like, we're all humans. We're all adults. We can communicate. I don't want that anymore. Unsubscribe. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And we actually want that, right? We don't want the people hanging around on And I know that's a whole nother tangent that we don't need to get into, but when you have a bunch of people on your list and they're not all reading, you actually don't want them all on your list anymore. So it's actually a good thing when people start unsubscribing, if they don't like your messaging or who you are or what you're doing in this world, that's okay. It doesn't make you wrong. It just means everybody's self-selecting where they need to be. So true. I can say so much about unsubscribing (laughs) because I used to get so sad about that. I'd be like three unsubscribed today. And then I'm like, I don't even look at it anymore because it doesn't matter. 
it does not matter. I'm always happy to, because now I am removing people from my email list. I am like going in and like, it's such a different mindset now, but it really, I do, I do remember that. And I'm maybe that's worth touching on just because a lot of times when you are beginning that journey of list building, it can feel like that one person unsubscribed. Right. It's good. Like it really, you just have to have that mindset of I'm always attracting the perfect clients for me at this time, write that down, make that an affirmation. I'm always attracting the most perfect clients for me at this moment. Everyone who's in my audience right now is, are the right people to be in my audience right now. That's it. And just have that belief and then be grateful for the unsubscribes. Because honestly, they actually do start costing you money. Once your list really starts growing, you have a few thousand people in there. Like it does like all the CRMs cost more, the more people you have in there. And so that's why now I regularly clean out my list because they're dead weight. They're just costing me. So true. So true. So one last question. I know one of the things that has always been on my mind and I feel this way a lot of times too, when I'm looking through my inbox is, I don't know if I want to put a number on this or ask you to, there is no number, but like how many emails is too many? Like is one a week sufficient is two a week, you know, like, cause I'm on some email lists and I have my own email list that I oversend, I'm sure too sometimes, but like what, where do you kind of judge that or gauge that? That's a good question. So I'm one to, I do a lot of like segmentation with my list now. So like, I don't necessarily always just blast out my entire email list. And that, that can, that's probably um, a little more advanced for the purposes of this conversation, but I would say typically I go two to three times a week and I'm, I haven't been going live lately, honestly, because I'm in this like mode of business where I'm like, if it doesn't feel good, I'm not doing it. But if you, let's say that you have a commitment that you're going to go live every week. And I did that for a really, really long time. Just like once a week I'm going live and I would always email that live out. So like, Hey, I'm going live. Come join me here. I'm talking about this. So that's one email. And that's like a short email. That's like three sentences long. And then from there, I would typically have like one or two other emails that week, just depending like on what I was feeling. But honestly, you can get creative with this. Let's say you don't go live on in a Facebook group. I've sent out IGTVs like, oh, this IGTV did really well. It's a really good topic. I'm going to email this out. Hey, come watch this little video I, I did. And then two, for me, that was really good when I was really focusing too on growing my Instagram versus like Facebook, you know, I kind of bounce back and forth, but it doesn't have to be like the, you know, once again, going to that, that long novel thing, it does not have to be that every single time by any means. It literally can be like, send something out that some past content, maybe it's not even recent, you know, if it's something performed really well that you've already done, send it to your email list. And then I have other types of emails that I send out that are more just like, me expecting a response from them. So just me kind of pulling out those hot leads again. So I send those like once or twice a month. So I kind of vary the types of emails, but in general, like I would say two to three times a week, if you have a launch model, you're going to be emailing more. Mm -hmm. So you're launching. That's probably going to be at least once a day that you're going to be during that launch period. And then like probably three times that last day. Right. So if you, yeah, I think sounds like you have a launch model. So you know that that's just how it goes. You know, I launched things here and there. I also have like some kind of behind the scenes evergreen launches that I do. And those things always have like a daily email and that closing period. 
that's for a specific, and I, and I'm glad that you mentioned it like that too, because that's for a specific purpose. That's like, it's like a vacate. I mean, it's not like a vacation launch is a lot more than a vacation, but it's like, there's a specific event that's happening. And so we're in service to you helping nudge you and remind you what's going on. Cause you've committed to attending this event. Exactly. Versus just regular communication. Right. Exactly. Or you, yeah. You're promoting a free challenge, a free webinar. Yeah. There's it just, it really varies by that. But in general, I would say that's, yeah, that two to three times a week is good. Right. Awesome. This has been so helpful. I, I feel like I could keep talking to you forever because I just love all the different tangents that we could go off on. And there's yeah. so much between sales and, and marketing and everything like it's, they all go hand in hand. So I have loved everything you've shared and I know how valuable it's been. And I appreciate the freebies that you are offering. Where else can people, so I'm going to make sure that they get the link to your freebie. Where else can they find you, follow you, be a part of your world? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm just Desi Crowley, D-E-S-I Crowley. That's also on Facebook. You can find me by Des- Desiree Crowley on Facebook. But um, yeah, I do. I cut, Like I said, I kind of bounce. I do have a Facebook group as well. And you can just find that if you just go to the my profile, if you just click on my profile, you'll see it right there. Yeah. And then the other thing, so I'll give you the links to the freebies. I do, if you guys want, for those of you that want to go more in depth, you want to create that great freebie, you want to have like all the nuts and bolts and the pieces in place from the start. I do have a really low cost workshop style course that I have. It's more of a course. It's not really a workshop, but um, it's called my email list profits workshop. And like, I, I really just kind of hand it to you, like on a silver platter, everything we've talked about. So how to create that awesome lead magnet, um, how to put it together, depending on what you're doing, how to put the, the lead funnel together, which is important, an important piece, whether you're doing organic paid, you need to have that foundational piece. I give you a welcome sequence automation, just plug and play. So there's a lot in there and also like different swipe files of emails that you can use and things like that, because I think that's also really important. So anyway, I'll send you guys that link as well. It's just 37 bucks. I teach before this, I taught this stuff to only like my high ticket clients. So I just kind of put this together. Just, yeah. Well, I'll make sure I get all the links put in the, in the comments. So everybody can check that out. Cause I know how valuable this will be. I appreciate you sharing everything that you've learned along the way. This was so valuable tonight. So thank you for your time. Thank you for everything that you've shared. And I know my community really appreciates it, as do I. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad we did this. And thank you for having me. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.